<laughs> Straight in. Stop. Straight in. Go. Let's do it. Go, go, go. We're doing our club by club bite-sized breakdown before the league starts of different clubs' transfers in, fantasy picks, uh, what their aims are for the season, and any other little tidbits we can think of. And where have we arrived for this episode, Ian? Uh, this one is episode 42. We're going to chat about Newcastle. Newcastle United. The, the New... Geordies. 50,000 of them shirtless in the dead of winter packed into, well, is it even actually St. James's Park anymore? I don't know, or is it some other stadium? Did they give the naming rights out? Well, like Sports Direct. Ah, could be, because of uh, that guy. He who is shall not be named Direct? among the new... Oh, no, it's still St. Baseball. James's Park. They've not it rigged. is. Oh, good. <laughs> rigged away its heritage. You know, I always like that about that. I'm going to have a little personal moment here, because Newcastle were one of the... I'm a Norwich City fan, but I loved Newcastle United. Kevin Keegan's Newcastle, the great entertainers of the mid-90s. They were right slap-bang in my zone as a teenage lad watching them. Fantastic stuff. Desperately unlucky not to win the league title then. Um, so, yeah, still got a little, little place in my heart for Newcastle, I must admit. Um, sad to see what has happened the past few seasons with uh, ownership and the like. And obviously this summer, the... Pain goes on a little bit for the Newcastle fans with the potential that would takeover. Be so interesting if that had gone yeah, through. And who knows? Perhaps there's going to be another uh, taker. I, I don't know why nobody's bought Newcastle at the minute. I know everybody wants to live in bloody London, but Newcastle, I mean, like you say, the stadium's phenomenal, the fan base is phenomenal. You know, a little bit of money behind that. I mean, they've got endless potential. Um,. I hope somebody does, who's got the club's best interests at heart and a bit of money behind them, can come in and, and maybe help them out a little bit. Maybe end the Mike Ashley thing. I mean, we don't know anything about Mike Ashley at all. Um, but all you can say as a layman looking in is that it's kind of just a thing that's gone on and on and on and it really needs to be resolved. Um so yeah, I guess that's where we have to kind of on a bit of sweet <laughs> note start Newcastle. Um, however, last season they did way better than anyone thought they would. I think they were touted, heavily touted for relegation uh, when Steve Bruce came in. Um, but again, Bruce, he's, I believe he's a Newcastle fan or was as a lad. And, you know, he's, I think he's got the club in his heart and it's always nice when somebody does you know, get the who has the club under their skin. You know, I remember Bobby Robson being there as well, and I love Bobby Robson too. So, yeah, it's uh, reading about transfers. Is that it, new? Or is that oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a club that is like it's a club that is just fundamentally passion. I think you can't go in there and and be like a cold suited idiot businessman you have to come in and and feel it in some ways at newcastle god i love newcastle more than i even yeah, thought i loved newcastle. it's crazy i think that's so, the thing isn't it just how much better how much better my gosh you could have got on if you'd have uh, embraced the fans a bit more yeah like met them on the streets like i don't know had a chat with them kind of encouraged that kind of bond and community and relationship rather yeah. than doing what he's doing but i guess 
business owners don't like that. So, yeah, I mean, but then it's quite it's easy. a hard one. I understand people need their money, and they need their money back from the business. Yeah, you but know, that, that, surely that's an investment, isn't it? Like if he's putting on that time and he's getting to know the fans and trying to like build that relationship, more people are going to want to go because they're going to see him as a good owner and like he likes the club and but it's going to generate more money. Newcastle and like... got die-hard fans. If Newcastle were in League 2, they'd still have 50,000 fans in the place every week. Yeah. You know, it's... It's sad. That's the only way I can describe it. It's sad to see what, what happens up there. But a positive note is that they are still a Premier League team. And looking at who they've brought in, they've had a few shrewd little pickups there because they've only spent 20 million so far and they've got Callum Wilson um, mm, who's broke into the England team standout performer for Bournemouth I mean he scored goals in a what was a to be honest a shit team um, sorry for any Bournemouth fans <laughs> but um, you know uh, I think he'll do the business up there and they need more goals because Joel Linton bless him he struggled last season um, I'm not sure he's an out and out striker he's a big lad but I think he's he likes to withdraw a little bit, he likes that withdrawn role, um, and to, to move about in front of the line as well as behind the line. He's a, bit, a little more freedom, but having it on his own, he hasn't maybe got enough space to do what he does best. If they can find a way to pitch him and Wilson together, um, I think they could they could definitely have a bit of a superstar partnership um, potential. Anyway, solid signing, Jeff Hendrick. He's been a, a really solid performer for Burnley. I know Sean Dyche didn't want to let him go. Uh, well, I so say, I know, I don't know Sean Dyche. But <laughs> Personally, he <laughs> told me. I've heard uh, or read <laughs> that he didn't want to let him go. He's one of the players that he didn't want to let go. Um, so he'll bring um, some quality into that midfield as well. Um, Jamal Lewis looks like he's on the cusp of signing from my boys Norwich. So I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm glad to see him go somewhere where he's got a chance of playing some first-team football. I don't want him see him sat on his getting splinters in his ass at Liverpool while Andy Robertson tears it up you know it's, it's pointless he should go somewhere where he, he might play a few games and Newcastle offered us a fair price whereas Liverpool tried to mug us <laughs> off you know not that I'm bitter about it or anything but uh, <laughs> and they've signed a lad Gillespie from Motherwell I have to confess I don't really know a lot about him and whether he's coming in as a first teamer uh, whether he's a squad player, whether he's, he's going to be a bit of backup, so uh, you have to forgive me on that one. But um, yeah, that's I think they've done a, a fairly shrewd bit of business so far, and hopefully, if they get one or two more faces in, they'll have quite a solid squad. To I think their aims, you know, you, you sort of think Newcastle's aim really has been to survive the past few seasons, and obviously that's paramount. But I really think they need to be looking at trying to at least get a mid-table finish and maybe try and go deep in one of the cups because Newcastle and a trophy just a, it just hasn't happened. Have they got in... the history of lots of trophies? Yeah, like early, early doors, they won FA Cups. I think they won some league titles. They won the Intercity Fairs Cup a couple of times, which was the forerunner to the UEFA Cup. Right. Um, and then they haven't... I think it's... This, they'll have to correct me again if I'm wrong, but if you exclude the Intertoto Cup, which I know is technically a cup, but if we're talking about a major trophy, Newcastle haven't won one since the 60s, I don't think so. It's been a very long wait for their fans to get their hands on silverware again. Um, they've got to go for it. I mean, even if it's the League Cup, you're telling me 
the League Cup, just bringing that first bit of silverware in. We went over this with Spurs. The mistake Poch made was not getting that first bit of silverware in the cabinet because it starts to hang over you and people go, oh, well, now they've gone another year without winning anything or looking yeah. like they're going to. And I think it'd be nice, you know, nice for Newcastle to get their hands on, on a trophy. So you reckon top middle-ish finish? I think they're... Uh, what, just below? Like... I think they're going to struggle again because of the way the league is. Um, so I be... think they're solid enough. If they maintain their solidity and Wilson can provide a few goals, I can see a mid-table finish for Newcastle, definitely. So just below like the uh, European competitions? I'm thinking probably lower? mid to lower mid. Oh. Yeah, so maybe somewhere between tenth and you know tenth and fourteenth or something. You know. Would you say they're your Premier League team? Um, you didn't really want to have one. I don't really. In some ways, I don't really like the idea of second teams. I guess um, unless they're foreign. I mean, you know, because you fall in love with a foreign team when you see them it's a bit different because they're, they're I mean Norwich aren't going to come into contact with European teams unless it's pre-season friendlies true <laughs> do you know what I mean but um, a second English team I'd say I've got a soft spot for Newcastle yeah definitely because you know the, well because what I said because as a teenager I loved watching them their style of play their entertainment they're watching the games they just sort of captured my young imagination so yeah but um i i think newcastle yeah obviously i'll be keeping an eye out for their results but uh i'm a bit of a I'd, 500 to 1 people won't like it but i'm a bit of a jose Mourinho fan i like him I'd, I'd really like to see him do well at spurs i want him to kind of stick two fingers up to all the people that hate him and think that he's past it and don't really understand how he plays football and stuff. It's stupidity. Um, but anyway, back squarely to the <laughs> black and white. What do you reckon? Newcastle this season, how do you see it going? Um, I don't know. They're always all over the place, aren't they? It could be a terrible season. Like, Is Brucey the man? Do you think he'll maintain that solidity that he had last season? They didn't concede too many goals a lot of the time. It was... A really well put together team. They okay, so it could be quite unit. good then. Like you were saying, if if they've got the defence kind of sorted, not many goals conceded. If they've now got Callum Wilson, who can score a couple of goals. Who else have they got that can score? Carroll? <laughs> well, Carroll didn't score last season, but um, he's always Carroll, injured, I mean, he? he's been ravaged by injuries. His career, is, his career is all but over, I think, you know. Joe Linton. That's, yeah, that's who we were saying. I think he only got like three Premier League goals last season. He just had a really tough start. But then, but if then he's actually got somebody good up front with him. Well, like we say as well, sometimes foreign players, the first season in the Premier League, they find it very, very hard. Yeah. You know, to adjust. Because the Premier League, although it's had a heavy foreign influence on the style of play and also European influence on, you know, we don't let as many tough tackles go and things like that anymore, it's still a very different league to a lot of the leagues around Europe. A lot of the leagues around Europe are still... They're not played at the pace of the Premier League. You know, you'll have a little bit more time on the ball. You'll have a little bit more time to find space and things like that. In the Premiership, somebody's in your face the second, you know, you're trying to lay off the ball. And they're, they're, traditionally, there haven't been any easy games. Like, you can go away to, like, Bolton back in the day and they turn you over, if even if you're Man United or something, you know. Yeah. So, um. 
maybe Joel Linton will, will come to the fore this season. I think he's got a role to play. And also um, Almiron, I like him. I think he was really unlucky with his start. There's the yeah. lack of a goal started to get on top of him, but I think he's through that now, and I think he'll be chomping at the bit this season. Al Almiron, he's a midfielder. Oh, that's why. Yeah. I was like, where is he? He's not striker. Oh, okay. There you go. And look at that. He was their top scorer midfielder last season as well. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the money. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I need oh, to... How can I forget Sam Maximan? That guy, I mean, if he fires this season. <laughs> See, Newcastle, they've got that little bit of creativity in midfield as well. They've got the workman-like attitude. If, they, if all these components can just come together, I think they're going to have quite a tough team. There'll be a tough away day for everybody, for sure. I think this is the best thing about doing this podcast, is mm. like... I never even considered really any Newcastle players or even really thought of them much as a team. But, yeah. like, I'm kind of really excited now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, looking at some of these players, like you're saying, they could do really well. Could be a great season, could be terrible. Probably be middle again. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really good talking about different teams and getting different outlooks and perspectives. Fantastic. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Right, so fantasy then, yeah, we've touched on Sam Maximan, Almiron, Jolin, and they might all be difficult punts to go with at the start. I'd say Callum Wilson proved himself last season. How much is he this season? Let's have a little... 6.5. Six and a half. You know, that's not bad. That's not a bad shout. All of their top players are quite good for money. And I, I got a lot of points out of Fernandez in defence last season yeah. because they were quite tight at the back, you know. So Fernandez, Lascelles, they're all still quite cheap, you know. So I think Newcastle's probably the one for some budget players if you need even mm -hmm. just some bench fillers, like... If some one of those players has got to come on because one of your like premier players don't score any points or whatever yeah. or doesn't play, you're probably going to get something from one of those, and they're cheap. Yeah, exciting. Just a quick on the fly, Gillespie. He's a goalkeeper, and so he is going to be a backup to Dubravka, I would imagine. Uh, I think Carl Darlow will start if Dubravka is out for long term. He is injury. out for long term. Heel oh, injury. Crap. So you think? Uh, <laughs> I don't know then. Perhaps they will start Gillespie. Where's he come from? Motherwell. Oh. But yeah, Carl Darlow has got the backup experience, so he's he's probably a good shout to start. Yeah, yeah it's going to be so excited for some budget Newcastle players. Yeah, I think it could be, mate. Could it be could the ones be. to watch. Could be the team to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that not. That just about wraps it up for Newcastle then. Yeah. Hit us up on App Football Almost. If you've got any comments, we've got anything wrong with, got anything right. Or if you've got any love for Or if we've forgotten anyone. Or if you fucking love Philippe Albert, as I do, then definitely hit us up on App Football Almost and uh, let us know what you think. So good luck in both fantasy and the real world to you Newcastle fans. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.